Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Nancy Geary. We're going to be talking about your brilliance and how to ignite it. She has a book, Bundle Your Business. brilliance uh, and we're going to be finding out all about what the book is about it's got a wonderful illustration on the front lovely clean colors very bright very crisp so back no nonsense it's all about inspiration and we're going to be talking about strategies that you can use to set you apart from the competition and make clients fall in love with what you have to offer she'll talk about how you can turn your expertise into profitable online courses so you can showcase your brilliance bring in your content to life Leave your audience wanting more. Well, also talking about how to turn your experience into interactive engagement webinars, workshops, online courses, so that you can increase your influence and expand your reach. She's worked with entrepreneurs from all walks of life who want to turn their expertise into a profitable online program so that they can scale their business. She's very passionate about this because early in her career, uh, she was on an uh, career she was on an accidental course creator i've got to find out what that is unless she grew into her career she learned methods strategies tools that made a difference and she wanted to prevent people from making those mistakes that she made that's the reason why we do this folks so you get the potholes but not the grand canyon and she wants them to create a course that with ease and that one that will be very very inspiring uh, she's also a course creator where she's worked with business from all sizes from solopreneurs to fortune 100 companies turning their expertise into high-profit courses, and she creates engaging, fun, and interactive programs for all. And that's the thing, you know, before COVID, many people were doing online programs, and, and you know, they understood the impact of it because it wasn't just serving your area, it was serving globally. Then, of course, pandemic came along, and that changed everything, and now people, well, they were forced to change their businesses to online, and now it's just become something that's so easy to do and opens up the world to you. So your clientele base has just expanded considerably. And so it has enormous amount of benefits, but there is a strategy in order to do this where it's going to work for you. And that's where you come in. How important is having a strategy rather than launching it all? I think having a strategy is critical. Yes. Because, you know, the, the, to the, you know, the quote from, Lewis Carroll, if you don't know where you're going, any place will do, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. And, you know, and if, and if you're taking people along with you on a, on a journey, you got to know, well, where are we going to get to in the end? And more yeah. importantly, where is it that they want to get to? Right. And how can you be their guide to get them from here to there? And if you're going to show them how to get from there to there, you have got to have mapped it out first. Yes. From all different angles, because not any one client is going to be exactly the same, right? You're going to have diff- different needs for different businesses, for different people. So you really need to know where it is you're taking them and not just know kind of the one line, but all the multiple lines that yes. they could take. <laughs> because they're, you know, and that's one of the things that connects into with uh, adult learning is adults like to have choices mm. about what to do or not do. Um, along the way. So, you know, coming up with, with a path and with different options, I was was looking at something the other day and we thought, well, let's break up some of the the learning modalities here Mm -hmm. where some of it is going to be video. Some of it will be documents for people to read. Some of it will be, will be audio. Uh, And there was one place where we thought, you know, we want to have a paper version of what's in the video. So somebody would rather read than watch yeah. I've got that choice. And that's important to have that choice. Just because you like a particular style doesn't mean the one size fits all. 
I'm a true colors coach, the four key personality traits. And we've all got a particular personality that is our lead. Uh, the traits are, are according to our experiences and who we are in life. And that is the way you're going to interact. And that is the way others are going to perceive you from that perspective. So you have to kind of broaden that to know whom you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're an analytical person and they're a person that's more free spirited, then they're going to be looking for a strategy that can house this free spirit so that that free spirit actually has some structure to it. But you also got to make sure that if you have, you know, somebody that's analytical, we're along with another analytical, that they do have something that's inspirational in there and inviting for that other audience that aren't all analytics. So it's true. really kind of knowing whom you're serving. But I think most importantly is who is serving. Yes. <laughs> well, those two definitely go together because you you have to know who you're serving. You have to know what your market is. And then what is it that makes you uniquely qualified to help mm. them? What is it that you would bring to the table that's different than I would bring to the table? Yeah. And, it, and that really, uh, I think, is what can make, make a huge difference. And, you know, I think you alluded to this, we have a tendency to want to teach the way we want to learn ourselves. Yeah. Right. And and there's, you know, essentially there's four basic styles. There's people that are auditory. There's people that are visual. There's people that are kinesthetic. There's one more that's flew out of my head for the moment, but you, if if you just do one style, you're only going to tap into, to one group. You can't, um, you know, have, have it be perfectly balanced across all Mm -hmm. of the groups. So what compensates for that is by changing up what you do and how you deliver it. So that the things people retain their interest, particularly online, if something is changing. Yes, yes, they don't like stagnancy because it is about the flow. Um, yes. You know, by keeping things going, having yes. yes, but what else or what's next or uh, how mm-hmm. else can I do it? Because very often you've got people talking to their computers. <laughs> you yes. know, how do I do this and all of that? And so it's it's rather like a fan, isn't it? It's not just a one linear, one foot in front of the other. You've got a fan of information here. Which particular road suits you? And yes. as a, when you're creating this from your business, you don't want to lose um too much from the core of who you are and what you're doing because that is that is everything that you are and what your business is is the core of you and people want to feel that core yes but it's how versatile can you make that core that speaks to more than just one set of people it's you know it's figuring out what you can do to make a connection mm-hmm. and hold that connection and people are buying you they're buying yes your, you yes and your brand yes so what can you do then to make you and your brand accessible mm-hmm. so that somebody can can take it in and understand it and be able to look at, well, how can I apply your teachings to to my world? Yes. And, you know, we can get carried away with enthusiasm. Um, but at the same time, you've got to build people's enthusiasm up. You know, we get a lot, and, you know, I don't know if you remember back in the days, flash that we had, you know, which was so irritating. You go into a site and you immediately flashed in your face, which I found yeah. really, you know, uh, you know, invasive, um, intrusive rather. But I think that we, in order for people to get to that enthusiasm, be enthusiastic, but at the same time, inspiration um, invitational in your inspiration because that invitation now lets them know well I could be a part of that I could do that I would like to feel that Mm -hmm. but you've got to make sure it's always set in as an invitation kind of the breadcrumbs for them to gobble up along the way because otherwise it's like well that's what you do I can't do what you do because I feel too attacked too detached from what you're doing so the invitation must always be there doesn't it yes and you know, to invite people in and to come across in a way that's very genuine. Mm-hmm. So someone doesn't feel like, oh, you are so far ahead of me. Yes. I'm so far. I can't yeah. possibly. Right. I can't, you know, to, uh, you know, to be able to create possibility, you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll go to a speech and it'll be, uh, you know, a professional athlete or some someone who's overcome all kinds mm-hmm. of adversity. And you're like, I'm just sort of this regular person. I grew up, you know, in a normal household, but you know, I don't yes. have, 
I want my life to be better, but I don't, I don't have to overcome as much as you did, or I don't, I'm not in a place where I have to train six hours a day mm-hmm. to get to where I need to be. It's, it's like, what can you do to take what you've got to be inspirational and to always be able to frame it around? I did it. And so yeah. can you, and right. this is how. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I always say inspiration begets invitation when you're inspired by something it invites you to want to be a part of it or believe that you can. But as you said, you listen to some stories and you go, oh, my God, you know what they've overcome to where they are today. But my story isn't anything like that. Do I have to go through those obstacles in life in yeah. order to do that? Or can I just look at, you know, there isn't one single person on this planet that doesn't have a challenge or two along the way. And so how can I look at my challenges, not comparing them with someone else, but my challenges? And how can I meet those challenges in the same enthusiasm or in the same sight as they are doing? Yes. You know, I've only got a molehill. I haven't got a mountain. Well, that's fine because mm-hmm. we don't want the molehill right. to end up being a mountain. Right. right. So. <laughs> well, you know, and comparison is just so dangerous. Oh, very, very. Right. And you can have five people in a room. And their worst thing will be all different levels, but it's still my worst thing. If that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, that's my worst thing. Yes. may not be as awful as what happened to someone else, but my feelings are going to be at the same level because it's, I'm in that place of this is, this was my most difficult difficult thing to overcome. And it's the challenge of how do you move from where you are, from whatever obstacle you had in your life. How do you move forward on that? And I think, you know, a lot of people are taking courses today in their own self-discovery and, you know, take this course, that course, and maybe this course gave them this and this course gave them that, but it's all part of your building blocks into your own journey of life. So when you're creating a course, you've got to make sure that, you know, it is the buffet where people can partake what they need and what they need to eat rather than this is it. You've got to do it my way. Uh, seven days, seven figures. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we don't want the rah, rah. We, we want to know, I want to maybe, I want to walk forward on this journey with as less wobble as I can. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and that's where, being able to come up with really good stories and examples Mm -hmm. that resonate with the people that you're working with that they, so that they can look at it and go, okay, I see myself in that story. And because I see myself in the story now I'm right now I'm open. As you said, you know, the invitations (laughs) I'm open to receiving what you have to offer me because I can see myself. The relatability. Yeah. This is why, you know, a lot of programs that are very um, generic, if you will, Mm -hmm. they're not that successful because the participant can't, can't see themselves. Can't connect. It's so, it's so general. Yeah. It's, it's, so <laughs> yeah. it's so AI. It's so AI. Chat GPT of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing is we are hungry for connection. You know, mm-hmm. the COVID physically separated us, but I think it also showed us how separate we've become in society. And we are creatures that love to be around other people and feel we belong to a tribe. Yes, And, you know, we want to feel that if we're going for a course, that that person who's teaching it is is kind of part of that tribe, part of our building blocks, really does care. It's not about the, you know, the money. It's about the investment in another soul. And exactly. their achievement is never mind how much money uh, the course costs, but the achievement is seeing that person, you know, go from a closed flower to an open bloom. And that's really where the true enrichment is. So I think is. I think people need to understand when they're putting courses online, what is the real outcome that you really want? And if it's money first, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Because the outcome isn't about me. Mm -hmm. It's about the people that I serve. Right. It's about when they, when they're done, what are they going to do that they couldn't do before? Exactly. What are they going to know that they didn't know before? And, uh, how are they going to feel? 
And are they equipped with the right information to take them on that next journey of life? Because that's really what you're doing is the sharing for all these courses is not only opening up in their own self-discovery or opening up to a skill or this or that. It's about, yeah, the breakthrough. And yes, I'm ready to take that journey. But what skills have I got in my backpack now that I can apply on my next phase of my journey? If they're coming out of it just feeling inspired, but they've got nothing tangible mm -hmm. to apply to life, is that you, in a lot of ways, you're setting them up to, to fail because you've shown them there could be this open flower, <laughs> but, but now yeah. what? <laughs> so, because oftentimes the, the, they don't give, we don't give, you know, a, a, a mistake people can make is what can you have them be doing to start to build this new skill yeah, while yeah. they're in the program? And then what do you give them so that when they're done, they've got something that they can then apply some sort of a yes. tool that could be as simple as um, a checklist. Here's the five things mm -hmm. you need to do every day, whatever it might be. Right. Um, but something that you know, serves them on the next path. It, mm -hmm. If you're going to be writing um, articles, yes. Yeah. 10 elements, here's the 10 elements of a great article. And I'm, I'm just making right. things up here. But the, the idea being, it's, they've got a, a, some way to transfer. It's like mm -hmm. in this learning environment, then they go to their desk and you don't want them to be there going, what now? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm all infused. I'm all energetic. I'm ready to go. But what do I do? And you, you, you want them to have the tools in their hands. Okay. Yes. All right. What's the next step? Number one. <laughs> you know? And that's the, and that's where you, you want to set them up for, for success. And oftentimes we refer to those as job aids. You know, mm. They don't need them forever, but they right. need them when they've just come out of the learning environment. Right. It, it's, a, it's, you know, a support system mm -hmm. to keep them moving. And one of the challenges people have if they're producing a lot of video content, it's pretty unlikely that somebody's going to go back to the video and try to find that, you know, what, let's see, was that at seven minutes and 30 seconds or eight minutes and four where that thing that, so it's yes. always good to give people some kind of a written um, summary of these are the key ideas yes. that we talked about in the video or offer the opportunity for a written version, a transcript because it, you can go through a transcript and read something more quickly than you can. By just, and and that know, goes you, back to, you know, whether a person is auditory, visual, or, you know, that, that, uh, you know, detail reader. I mean, I, I set my show blogs up that way. We have content of what the, what we're going to be talking about, the bio on the person who's doing it, the, the graphics there, um, but there's audio and there's video. I want to take care of all of those four key personalities and they're all yes. going to get something out of it yes. because, you know, some people may listen the first time around, but I don't know where to go back and listen to that one bit. So in a transcription, you can read all about it. Um, or you can then reach out to the person and say, you know, you were, you talked about this, so you talked about that. And, uh, yes. you know, and that's the thing is um, it's all very well inspiring, but you've invited them to take that next step and you need to prepare them for that next step. But you know, how many people may start off with an idea? I'm taking this course because I want to do that. And then through the course, they can realize, you know, that isn't what I'm really wanting to do. It's this. And so I've, have the tools that you've given them, uh, you know, redirect, redirectable <laughs> <laughs> to something else that they may have chosen to do, because that's part of our self-discovery may, may start off. I want to do this and then realize, you know, that's not really where my strength is. Through this course, I've discovered this, this, and this, and this is a better direction for me, yeah. right? And that's okay. But again, as long as they yeah. walk out of their oh, coach, sure. uh, with the right tools that apply. So your tools have always got to be flexible as to wherever your client is going. You know, it's perfectly fine for someone to walk away from a program saying, I don't want to do that. Right. Now you that, know what you don't want that's to just do. part of the learning journey <laughs> yes. to say, you know, I, I had somebody working for me um, several years ago and she wanted to follow the instructional design path and the instructional designers, which is what I've got my advanced degree in. We're primarily responsible for writing, shaping, or organizing all of the content. Mm -hmm. but then there's a group that we would hand it off to that are the digital producers. So they're the ones that create um, 
I would write a script, for example, but then they bring the script to life by coming up with the visuals. They do all of the editing and they put it together. Well, as we're going along the, and she's kind of getting a taste of all these different projects. And she says, you know, I really like, I thought I wanted to be an instructional designer, but I'm more interested in doing the production work. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we'll go down that. But so as she was learning along the way, she was making de de clear decisions about where she wanted to go next. And that's just part of life. I mean, we've been experiencing that. You know, you go to college and you think, well, I'm going to major in biology. And then you get there and you go, nah, nah I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. It sounded good, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My father wanted me, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever the thing I was going to, I was thinking about being a doctor, but nah, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand the sight of blood. Maybe I shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is, we don't know, A, what we're good at or B, what we want until we're willing to take the journey of discovery. And nothing is a waste. If you've gone through a course and you realize that, no, I don't really want to apply it to that. You know, was this a waste? No, because what you've learned through the course now can just yeah. you know as it re be redirectable into another arena if it's a good course you're going to be able to come out with skills and tools that can apply to anything exactly even if it's like a nursing course and you decide no i'm not going to do nursing at the end of it there's still skills and tools there that you can redirect and i think that's something that's really important for us to know mm -hmm. you know it's um Somebody may be in the middle of the course and go, this isn't really for me, but stay with it because those tools can be used elsewhere. And in that discovery of why you don't want it, you may discover something else you want to do. So don't give up halfway. That's very true. Now, you know, putting a course together, there's obviously different types of templates for different types of programs. But is there a kind of a, a basic one that every single uh, program needs to have? Yes. Well, the first step is you want to come up with what I call a course transformation statement, which describes what is it that people are going to be able to do at, when they complete the course. So what's, what's the, which really gets at, this is the purpose of this course. Yes. So by the end of this course, maybe it's about, maybe it's a course about LinkedIn. So you'll, you'll be able to do your banner, your about section, your head, you know, blah, 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 you know, you're real clear about this is what I'm going to teach. People. So you want to have that as the, the first step. Then um, you look from there and you go, okay, given if this is the outcome that people are going to get from participating in this program, what are the topics that I need to cover? So you come up with then a list of topics and then a list of key points for those topics. So I think of that as that's the what, this is what yeah. we're going to do, what we're going to cover. Then you look at, okay, how am I going to teach this? And that's where you consider, is this going to be um, a live event in person? Because we can do that again. Is it going to be something I'm going to deliver on Zoom? So it's going to be a, you know, a virtual learning experience with an instructor. Or is it going to be an online evergreen program? And each of those, whichever of those three you choose, then you want to design for, yeah. for that particular delivery method. And then there's always, there's different types of exercises that work for different mm. types of content. You want to take a moment and step back and say, how much practice does someone need to really, to really develop these skills and how much feedback do they need? If something needs uh, a high degree of feedback, you probably want to do something that's going to be in person mm -hmm. or in a virtual online format. So you can be there to Interact. observe and give mm. feedback. You know, I, I talk about this all the time. I worked on a, a curriculum for um, a gas utility and it was the welding curriculum. You can't teach welding in an online course. Right. Because that you have to pick up a torch. Yes. And you have to oh, We don't really want you, you to pick up to a torch while you're on Zoom. <laughs> exactly. You know, things could go, what could possibly go wrong, oh, the right? curtains have gone up. This, you know, so that's something to, to step back and say, how much feedback do I need to give somebody yeah. for them to be successful? A lot of programs will, you can, the best of both worlds is when you can, you can combine yes, programs together. Very impractical. Yeah. So let's say somebody's learning a particular coaching methodology. 
they can learn a lot of the principles, the guidelines in an online format. But eventually, right, they're going to have to, they've got to coach people. Mm -hmm. And it's probably good for them to get some feedback on stylistically, how did they come across? Mm -hmm. Were they they being uh, very directive and telling somebody what to do? (laughs) Were they being supportive? Uh, where did, were they able to meet that client where they were? Sometimes you can't always yeah. see that. So somebody can be observing you and saying, you know, for that client, you needed to show up in this way mm-hmm. for this client. So kind of helping people make some of those distinctions. So when you can kind of look at, we've got all these opportunities now, all these yes. ways that we can engage people. So think about, well, how can I put it together in a way that's going to create a very effective program and how does it fit into the way that I do business, how is this going to fit into what I want to offer to my clients and how I want to show up in the world? Mm -hmm. You know, your versatility can come in your program and in your delivery, right? Mm -hmm. You're teaching the basic fundamental skills, but your creativity of how fun you want to make it, how interactive you want to make it, how silly you want to make it at times, you know, that's where you can assess your your audience, so to speak, yes. and go, okay, this lot's a serious lot. Maybe I shouldn't bring out this funny part of it, uh, maybe redirect it into something else. It's going, <clears throat> just because you've created this course and you believe in it and you want people to get ABC out of it, um, they're going to get out of it what they need to get out of it. Uh, that's out of our control of how people use it or what they use it for. All you're doing is teaching them the how is setting them up for success. But we can't be dictatorial again. It's you are the instructor. Mm-hmm. You are the coach. So you are coaching people and instructing people how to do it. But if somebody goes and does it slightly different way because that makes more sense to them, but they're still going to get the same result, that's also okay. Because you do see so many people, you know, become the director who almost becomes the dictator. No, you've got to do it this way. No, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. No, you have to do it like this. Um, And it's, you know, if you've got those have to do it like this, no, if I suggest you do it like this for this reason, then they're going to see the reason by it and the logics behind it. But when you've got somebody saying, no, I've designed this course, you've got to do it exactly as I tell you then you're not allowing that clientele to be in their own self-discovery of how to use this for themselves. It's all about you. So you think, again, why are you putting on this course? Whom does it serve? But why are you wanting to serve these Mm -hmm. people? What do you want to get out of it? And and the content does uh, dictate how much choice is involved. Now, certainly I imagine most of the people that are are watching this program today, they're probably in the more of a coaching and consulting space. So they're working with people that have some degree of experience so they can make those choices. Mm -hmm. But I will say if something is involving, and this is obvious, I hope, but safety. Yes. You know, there's certain places where there are, you've got to do it like this from a safety angle. Mm Yes. Yes. Right. Like the blowtorch. Yes. <laughs> right. But if, you know, but if we're looking at um, creating spreadsheets or something like that, or writing, you know, writing a story, if you come at it from different angles, but you get a great result, it's okay. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So there's the, you know, uh, you, you're getting in the car, you put the key in, you got to make sure you're in gear, check your mirrors. There's the yes. logics of driving yes. the vehicle. Yes. Right. Uh, but again, where you're going with that vehicle, who's going with you, right. what you're going to do with that vehicle is up to you. But you've got to know the basics and how to drive the damn thing, which yes. I'm sure many people out there haven't taken a driving <laughs> lesson. <laughs> do you want to take the direct route or the scenic route? And then there's yeah. driving in different countries. I was just yes. in Sicily. And then there's the whole thing around uh, the uh, honking horns and what that right. all means. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, I, I remember in Italy is... Uh, you know, I was always brought up that uh, people stop on the curb and wait for the car to stop. And instead, they were just walking across the road and you better stop. <laughs> Everybody kind of claims their space and somehow, yes. I don't know how, but somehow it all works. <laughs> and you see how fast the cars are whizzing around 
And it's like, you know, it kind of reminds me of the movie Death Race 2000, whereas if you hit as many bodies, you get score points. I don't know if you saw that warped movie from back I in the that. <laughs> back in the 70s. And, you uh, you know, the older or the younger, they got more points and just people scattering and very often driving around Italy when I did. It was it felt like that. You know, you felt like, you know, any moment you're going to see bodies flying. And it is. <laughs> but somehow they make it work. Uh, and it's um, somehow they yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, that's, we, so that's living in the chaos. I felt like if I drove there, I'd be more dangerous because I'm not. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was me. It's like, why are you stopping? Keep going because this person's crossing the road. Just drive around them. <laughs> you know? So that was back in 75. So I imagine the traffic is a lot worse now. Um, I think so. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like driving on the other side of the road. I'm going to be in, in the UK in a couple of weeks and, um, Go, I started off on that side of the road, so that was no problem. But it's for me, the big problem is, is when I get to a roundabout, which way yes. do I go, right? So what's next? Yeah. What's next? And I think that is that is something, again, when we talk about the adaptability of your, your programming of whatever course or whatever you've had to learn, is that how quickly can you be flexible to shift gears so to speak and shift to the other side and if you've had a good course that's taught you those fundamentals it may take you a moment or two to where am i uh okay yes i do that and because those tools are there they're embedded in you and mm -hmm. they will adjust with you when you need to adjust yes so that's you, a good yeah. course <laughs> yes yes well you you kind of you get guidelines yeah and then you think and the great instructor will then not only give people the guidelines but help them to apply them to yeah. different scenarios. And that's, I think, when things really can shift in a person where they, they can have this, this concept that they can, they can use and uh, across different situations. And of course, if they've been used to teaching any of the courses in person, it's a very different thing on online. You know, in person, you can go stop and talk to someone and ask them a question while they're doing something. And if they need explanation or anything else, but on Zoom, when you're doing that, you know, you're generally doing one-on-one -on -one, or if you do have a few people, it's a little harder to do that, a little harder to tap on the shoulder. Are you okay? You got stuck on something. And uh, so it, it's a different adaptability, isn't it, for online? It is. Well, one of the uh, things is when you're, when you're in person, you can read body language more yes. than you can on yeah. Zoom particularly that, you know, the more boxes you have, the smaller everybody mm -hmm, becomes. Exactly. And so it's, it's harder to pick up on something that's potentially going on or that, you know, for you to call on someone and say, what, what do you think about that? Or, yeah. you know, to be able to bring them in, mm -hmm. into the conversation. When you're on Zoom, you, you know, all about, you can do things like, Okay, type okay, type one if you're with me, type yeah. two if you're not sure. You know, you can yeah. type in the exactly. chat. Yeah. You can get quick reads. Mm -hmm. it, it's a very different type of a, a situation. Uh, putting people into breakout rooms mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shouldn't appear to be challenging, but how often have you been gone and put into a breakout room and you get there and you go, now what are we supposed to do? Yes. So you you have to be much more clear mm -hmm. in your instructions. Uh, have some written support for mm -hmm. people uh, invariably if you put handouts out ahead of time it, you know good chance that half the people will not have downloaded them ahead of time and they'll be where's the handout yeah, exactly these, these kinds of little things going on which is where it's nice to have somebody come on as your digital producer or digital mm -hmm. concierge and they can handle all of that type of administrative yes in the moment during you. the course yes so you can be focusing on uh, the teaching on side the of it and yeah and asking questions and and keeping everything and, and it's a big point there you know i'm part of this 262 step up uh, stand up and speak out event which is on the 8th of every month uh, right up until women's independence day next year and they bring on a whole load of speakers and it's um, it's great because everybody's you know listening to these speakers and we're communicating in chat, uh, and the and it's very inspirational. But they have somebody who handles when to bring people in, when to this, when to that. If somebody's yes. got a question, yes. there's another one I'm on. We we don't necessarily do breakout rooms, but we all go around. So she has what we call a conductor. The, the director, next person to speak, then the person after that, and then you have the person whose actual platform it is. 
Mm -hmm. So they can come in and comment on this and that they're not there going, you know, next, being distracted. So that is very, very important if you're going to be on a digital. How easy is it to move them from room to room or next phase where yes. everybody can get that material? They're not lost. What do I press? Where do I go? What do I do? It's there in front of them, ready for the next phase because you're keeping them in flow. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is throw them off kilter exactly. because it might be hard for them to get back into flow again. And sometimes, depending on the number of people or or the or the the content and the and the amount that people are engaged, the chat can just fly by. Yes, and, and you, you go back. But what you, did they say? And I've got to scroll up, and now you're not listening because you're scrolling up trying to find what that person said. Yeah. So that's you know, it's, I always like to when I have somebody on that's helping me to say I need you know to watch the chat, and many times you'll have, have multiple people with the same question. So then she can come on and say, you know, Nancy, it looks like we have five people that want to know more about how to set up their home studio. Right. You know, can, and then you can say, you know, Hey, that, Hey, that we're going to mm -hmm. get to that later today, or, you know, be happy to talk about that, but that's not the topic of the day. And, right. you know, so you can, so you can manage um, the uh, people better because the other part is, you know, when, when someone's on zoom, there's always, you know, I've got two screens, so you could be teaching me something now, and I could be like over here looking at my email, right? Yeah, I could be doing I could be doing other things, right? And then just kind of wait until something piques my interest. So one of the things I thought that they did that was very clever in the two six two group, which is I believe where we met. Yes, yes, is they had a, a trivia question at the end of each person's yes, session. Yes, see how you're paying attention, and yeah. so. You, you, so you, oh, I got to pay attention because I want the prize. Exactly. And maybe really didn't want the prize, but yes. the fact that there was a prize. <laughs> right. But yeah. And then there's the other thing what they have is that you put in your answer, but with your email so that the person who's organizing it know who came in first with their email. Yes. No point yes. having a name when I've got to search for your email. No. Right. And so how many people put in the answer? forget to put in the email and that again is like there are some things you know that are always going to be repetitive. Mm -hmm. So have it in your mind, repetitive, answer email, answer email. Yes, That's what's required. Because and uh, then when you move that into the, you know, where it's evergreen, where, you know, it's just me and my computer and I'm going through and I'm working through this content, I can't, it's hard for me to ask a question. Yeah. Or if I ask, a, if I have a question, how quickly am I going to get a response? Mm -hmm. Am I going to get a legitimate response that's really helpful or am I going to get, you know, connected to a bot that, you know, after has like five things that it knows and that's it. I'm sorry. I can't answer that. Rephrase yeah. your question. Yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> I had that recently <laughs> and they didn't even know where I lived. Like it's a big city and I'm giving the city and uh, sorry, cannot compute. Don't know that city. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. you want to hand everything off to AI. Because yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. But not everywhere. Because <laughs> as soon as somebody gets frustrated. Yes. They're out. Their, their concentration is gone. Their interest in it is gone. They may yeah. come back or they may not. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing that we want to keep people in a growing flow that they're going from I don't know anything to I'm knowing little something or I'm getting the hang of this or I'm really liking where this is going or this is really fruitful and uh, they're constantly growing in their energy uh, of, of frequency and uh, um, and they're really involved in it somebody comes along kind of like with the needle you know across the record that yeah. can disrupt that <laughs> thinking altogether so it, it isn't but at the same time things do happen Yes, especially when they're online and it's like things happen here on a podcast. I own it. If I can fix it, I will try. Sometimes you can't. It's better to own it. So if you do have an interruption during a course, technically online, then it's best to say, OK, folks, we're just taking a five minute break while we sort this out. Chat amongst yourselves. Right. Or use this as a pee break or whatever or the case is. But well, <laughs> don't show your frustration. Right. As the, well, just this morning. I was doing an event and my smoke alarm went off. There's something oh. off with my dryer. So it's venting this very mm. moist air out into the, in, and so my smoke alarm went like, thank, I, so I had somebody else there mm. that could carry the program to say, yes, 
you know, okay, let's answer the questions. I'll, you know, I'll be right back. Everybody's like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on? Is she gonna? Is she gonna come back? Yeah. <laughs> so th- you know, those there's moments like that. So I had somebody there to back me up. But if you don't have somebody to back mm-hmm. you up, so another time, I had prepared. I had three different tools that are games that people can use to put into mm-hmm. online courses, and I wanted to demo the games in the program. I go to bring up the first one and the demo doesn't work. <laughs> Love technology. So <laughs> I had to turn it into a teachable moment mm-hmm. and say, okay, here I am. I have this great tool that I want to show you, but I can't. So what would you do if you were faced, if something mm-hmm. happened that you planned that didn't work? How, what would you do so that, you know, the show could go on? Right. So I turned it, I was able to turn it into a little bit of a, of a dialogue and say, you know, what, this can happen to you. And what was interesting is several people said, I was so glad that that happened Mm -hmm. because it shows that you're just as vulnerable as we are. And how in a vulnerability on the spot mm -hmm. that you can take control. Yes. Because everybody's afraid of losing that control, right? Yes. So that was probably better than if I would yeah. have shown it to them because it made them feel confident. You know, when I, when I yeah. talked earlier about showing people, this is, this is so great. This, yeah. You know, I did it. You can too. Yeah. So in that moment, that was a, you can too. Yes. Moment where you can recover from, uh, you know, whatever comes your way. Cause frankly, yeah. you know, in a lot of what we're doing, you know, it's not life and death here. No, no, exactly, exactly. Helping people to live better lives. Right, you know, it's just sometimes just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, let it go. And, uh, you know, that's even something you can get your people to do. All right, sorry, folks, we've just had a chaos there. Everything got thrown up into the air and has landed. Now let's just take a deep breath and get back on track, right? Um, People have had, you know, children running behind them. Yes. Dogs and cats, dogs, I have, you know, my head of security here will chime in from time to time. (laughs) I always make it a point, uh, whatever I do something is I I deliberately wear a headset. I have a good microphone, right? but I wear the headset because some some voices will trigger the dog. And I don't want her to engage ah, that's in the conversation. Interesting. No, so, no, no. You know, she probably so has a lot to say. <laughs> does have a lot to say. She's, yeah, my life is run by a miniature dachshund. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's, that's a huge point. You know, one thing I loved about COVID when all of the talk show hosts had to go online, suddenly we're not seeing the suits and groomed anymore or people coming all in the best makeup for the three minute thing and off we're seeing actual real conversations with people that are relaxed in their own home looking au natural and I don't mean naked I just mean natural in their presence because they're in their their home (laughs) in their habitat and it and it was so actually really rewarding because we got more out of them you know they were more willing to talk and kind of be relaxed on how they were doing things and less detachable where they are on the screen and I think that for a lot of people it became a better connection for some people that couldn't connect physically you know that this was not just a connection during COVID or any other time but that you can really have some meaningful content online Mm -hmm. and it's just a question of how do you set it up in a way that engages people that they're not doing something else in the background that they're so engaged that they forget the email and get to it later yeah they're not, you know, watching the show and working on their knitting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've taken a number of courses in my life. And um, I'm one of these people that I'm the extrovert, introvert, um, alpha, beta. I'm the one, you know, always on the cusp of things and kind of a little of both, which we all are in some ways. And True Colors, I'm a screaming blue, which means that I literally, you know, you may note, I don't know if you were there, but every every month when Deb just throw something out to me Sarah blah what do you think and I you know I have to go into automation so I know it's coming I never know when it's coming or (laughs) what it's going to be about and then it's like okay got it compute it (laughs) what comes out and I I haven't got time to think about what comes out because I'm in the moment but then your preparation of what you've done in your life the experience that you've had in your life um the things that she's asking is something that I've, you know, I'm experiencing or can talk about in my life. Then you become confident that what is coming out is making sense. Yes. Right. And so yes. that is what all of these courses type thing do. They're preparing you 
with the right skills, uh, the right way to use those skills, to make to build up more confidence in who you are and what it is you have to offer. So then when you are put on the spot, you're not feeling uncomfortable. What do I need to know about this? Which page was it on? No, no, it, it is you. As we talked about, you are your business. People need to buy you before they're going to buy from you. So if you can be put on the spot and at that moment really be able to deliver a human, flawsome, whatever person, then people are so much more at ease um, because it's it's genuine. They know that it literally has come from the heart. They know their stuff because they've been put on the spot. They didn't have to refer to anything. It's mm -hmm. there. Is mm -hmm. integrated in. And that's really what anybody who's going through a course of anything, that's what we want, isn't it? We want to have them uh, get to that point in their life where they can speak on their subject with passion, with conviction, you know, with coming from the heart, but with articulation that is invitational. Yes. Yeah. And that just, you know, and the more life experience we have, the yeah. more you can do something in the moment that appears to be very spontaneous on the one hand it is but because of everything that you've built up there's just this natural flow yes and and you know especially when you know it's coming you're tuned your channel is there ready to receive right yes. and that's the important thing um you know we we may redirect in life and take a different course i've taken numerous courses in life and it's like okay you're right now that one really didn't apply. I do know that my goal, which is organization, structure, you know, if you looked at my desk right now, <laughs> it's chaos because <laughs> I'm trying to find my passport and I can't find it. So everything is in chaos right now. And I can, can function in for chaos. I'm one of those people. But for some other people, it's got to be absolutely orderly. And if things aren't going absolutely right, they get thrown off kilter mm -hmm. because they need that order. Um, I think learning from any form of course that can show them versatility, when to be flexible, when to, it's okay to have some chaos. You can make order out of the chaos, but you've got to have a little chaos to make order out of it. Yeah. Because we've all got to step out of our rigidity of our personality trait and blend those other personalities within ourselves as well. Yes, really to just... You know, I think there's something just so powerful about being able to just be in the moment. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's your true authentic self, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's we've got enough fake news and fake people out there. We <laughs> want to know we are dealing with the true authentic person. Because then that builds a trust, that relatability of what you're talking about. It is that invitation to let's take this to that next stage of a business relationship, working relationship, whatever relationship it's going to be based on. Um, we're looking for door openers. And when you feel confident about who you are and what you're doing, um, that inspiration, it opens that door for other people to yes. then want to know more about you. And that's really yes. with so much scamming and mistrust and fake news and everything else out there nowadays, we are looking to know that it is real. You're real. And that's why I talked about the agenda when you're putting a course out there. A lot of people will put courses out there that are automated and people go in and do them and there's nobody conducting them. They're just going for the next thing, next thing, next thing. And they can sell thousands of these and make lots of money. And all you get is a video of them. Da, 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 da. Fill out my course, big, you know, seven figures yeah. and you've now completed. People don't want that. Right? They don't want that. They do want to know there's a, still a human being there that's helping them through the course. Yes, there's some things you can go off and do and you don't need to be there for that. But then maybe uh, that next stage results. How did you feel going through that? What were your obstacles? Where did it take you? What did you learn? We need the interaction because that's the solidifying of the knowledge that we're learning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, most people that I work with you know, they come into it and they think, well, I'll just make millions and millions and millions with this yes. online course. And my first question is, well, how big is your list? Uh -huh. How big is your reach? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather work with a smaller number of people yes. and offer a higher ticket program where you can really engage more? It's probably easier to sell 
10 of those, then thousands of an online program. But 10 people now who are completely immersed in that program and all that it has to teach them, they're going to go out more ready mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. take what they have learned and apply it as opposed to a whole load of other people that may give up halfway through the course because it's not making sense and they don't know what to do next and they need somebody to talk to. Yes. Because right? so we don't all learn generically the same way. That's one of the things wrong with our schooling system. It teaches everybody the same way and we all learn differently. And if you're a, a coach and you're seeing people go through your course and you realize they're not getting it because it's not their language, so to speak, you can be there to help yeah. them actually understand it. But when it's just an online course robotically, then it's where are you there to help people when they get stuck? That's well, And that's the biggest challenge when coaches want to bring in an online course, because one of the gifts of a really good coach is being able to meet people where they are. Yeah. And the sequence of what's you may, if you're working with them one-on-one -on -one or in a group, you can see, okay, we need to move. We need to go in a little bit of a different direction yes. here, given where everybody, the collective is, or the individual is. If somebody's trying to go through something online, you can't give them that. Right. You know, yeah. maybe some, some diagnostics where people can know, you know, go down one path or another, but you can't it's not as easy to get them to the heart of really of what they right. really need to take another step. Yeah. So whether you're doing an in-person course or an online course, your interaction is still absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. And also to realize that you may have, have a dozen people there, but, but then one or two people are not getting it, not getting it at that time. And you don't want to leave them behind and you don't want to showcase they're not getting it. Yeah, How can yeah, you want you want to be able to you know able to speak to them in a way that they feel you know that they're oh, I'm stupid, I'm not getting it. You don't want them to have that feeling. You want to feel them and say, okay, what what do you think about this? And then you from that that answer, you can actually gauge where they're getting stuck and address it. And I be believe me, there'll always be somebody else out there who's put their hand up and says, I'm getting it, and they're not. All right, that are very grateful for when you actually stop and uh, and address something because ah okay yeah that's what you meant. <laughs> yeah, so you know how often has have you been in a group and somebody else has had the same question that you do? Yes, yes, exactly. So I think you know we I don't care how advanced we are as human beings or how much we get other you know AI or bot or this or that to do things for us the human interaction is still the most important thing. Yes. So how, what, your course could be absolutely brilliant and wonderful, but where are you in it? Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, you've got to be able to appreciate the differences and move people forward. Embrace the differences. We all learn differently. Um, and it's, I think also it's to start off in a course and saying there are no stupid questions, right? And, right. you know, if you feel that you've got, a, you know, an observation or you're stuck on something, I don't care how silly you think it is, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Because once they've, you've got one or two people that have done that, then other people are more likely to put up their hands and say, okay, what about this? What about that? Oh, gosh, yeah, I'm stupid. Why didn't I connect that? No, you weren't stupid. You just didn't click, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there's nothing to stop you uh, even from the person conducting the course and going, hey, pause. <clears throat> Let's find that button you're not clicking on, right? But it also builds trust. Yes. And it builds, you know, when you're doing an online course, when you're interactive with people, and if you have a few people on at the same time or even a group of people, it builds friendships and very often can build business partners, right? Because they find they've got the same interests. I can do this. You can do that. Let's yeah, look at exactly. what we can do together. Exactly. So you're going into it from one point of view, but the going through it can reveal something totally different. That's so true. So these courses that you help people through is either it's either in person or it's online. Um, it could be for the solopreneur as well as the corporate. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, the design and the approach is the same. It's just the audience and the content changes. Right. And maybe production changes slightly differently according to who you're doing it for? Yes. That, that a lot of the, the production, you know, depends on the budget that people have. Exactly. Corporate can pay you a hell of a lot more money than a yeah. solopreneur can. Yeah. Um, but that There's doesn't mean to you make it work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a solopreneur doesn't need all of that anyway. Right. right? It, but they want to be able to deliver because how many people now in the last few years with COVID or before COVID um, in their own lives, of their own self-discovery have gone from, you know, A and then through B, C, D, E, F have had challenges in their life. And now they've become a coach helping people through those same challenges. Mm -hmm. They're the best form of teachers because they understand they've been through it. But now it's the articulation of how to put that into a program that helps people through it in a way that makes sense and becomes a tool they can yes. use in all areas of their life. Yeah. And very often you've got people that are very passionate about what they're doing, but there's this, I have no idea where to start of putting this together. Yeah. I don't know where to start is the yeah. big thing that comes up. I'm not sure how to organize it. Those are really the two mm. big challenges that the the solopreneur or small business person will have is how do I, how, how do I come at this? I have, I have a sense of it, but I'm yeah. just not quite sure. And you know, like a lot of things getting started is the hardest part. And, you know, you may have too many ideas and sometimes, you know, just taking a course like this, it could be, you know, those are great ideas there for down the road or yeah, that's great, yeah. but it's not really applicable here, you know, and it's yeah, honing it in. Yes. You have, you don't just have a course, you have a curriculum. Yes. You have a whole series of things you can do. Yeah. So let's figure out where the best places to start. Right. And don't be afraid to change things along the way. If you find then this would be better here than that. You know, again, don't be so rigid. There's things, certain ABCs you need to have. On the other side of the things, you've got things that are, um, th that, you know, the my audience here or my group here is really needing more of this from me. So uh, in an, I wasn't going to teach that right now, but maybe this is where they're all right right now. So I need to to do that. So the flexibility yeah. is important. And again, that comes with your confidence through the years Absolutely. of knowing I can change things around. And, you know, practice makes perfect, folks. The more you do something, the more, you know, it becomes second nature to you. But also don't forget to change things up as you go. Don't get complacent just because it worked 10 years ago doesn't mean it will work today. No. <laughs> Refresher yes. courses. That's something that's things, very much needed there. Because things, things you know, around us change. So yes, we, we change. Yes. We change, you know, how many people start off in one direction doing this and that and then go, but now I've evolved and I've gone into that. I don't know if you saw the one with um, gone blank, the, the um, disability clothing, Mindy, um, the guest speaker at the 262. And she's a dress designer and her son, when he's eight with multiple cirrhosis, says, I want to wear jeans to school. And of course, it's not something he could do, put on easily. So she designed him a new pair of jeans and ended up doing research and looking at all, um, talking to people with disabilities and creating a whole new fashion line, which she took to Tommy Hilfiger, who signed her up immediately. And now she can't do any of that. The demand for you know clothing other clothing lines to say how do we do this she started up another mm. company just to oh address that wow. so all it was all it came back for was just giving her son the dignity of wearing a pair of jeans so you don't know where you start where it's going to take you right and so allow allow and be aware absolutely two big ones so if somebody wants to reach out to you and go, okay, I'm a solopreneur, or I've got a small team, or I'm a big corporate, what are the next steps that they have to take? Well, the easy, easy way to reach me is through, you can email me, and my email is nancy at nancygeary.com, and Geary is G-I-E-R-E, and we can set up an initial conversation to figure out where you are and what you might need, and then we'll take it from there. And of course, your book, Bundle Your Brilliance, yes. is on Amazon. And this is yes. all about your steps and things That's that you right. need to take. So the whole methodology. It's very practical, very how-to, and has a lot of great resources in it. 
and it's you know for authors uh speakers coaches it doesn't matter from where you are coming right, right. it's there's all right. the same technique will will match that it's the same methodology it's right. just it's targeted towards that audience but anybody with a good idea can benefit from the approach right Right. And of course, your free giveaway to everybody is eight easy steps for creating, um, training your, the cell, that cell, yes. cell, S-E-L-L. Um, so you have that, which people come back to the site to come and get, folks. Yes. So you just put in Nancy Geary in the search engine and her show will come up and you can come back and click on that. That's free for you. So eight steps to get you going. And they can also go to your site, nancygeary.com. That's and correct. on LinkedIn and Facebook, same Nancy Geary, right? Yeah, just send me a message. Right, and you just you know you may go okay. I've I've been doing this. I don't know if in the next you know is to get into into that side of it. What I need to do. Uh, the big one I imagine for people is also how much do I charge for this course? And so that's always a big one because somebody went, I'm charging $10,000 a course. Well, not everybody can afford that, yeah, right? It's so, really, and it's different. It all depends on the content and the, yeah. and the transformation. And that's, you know, one of the steps that we work through. Okay. And, and who you're doing it for, you know, yes. you're not going to, for, for people who are other coaches that are solopreneurs, charge them $10,000 to take their course. That's, you know, that's way too much for the, for their bracket. But then if you've got a good team or, or obviously an organization, that's a different game altogether. Um, because they're also going to demand a lot more from you for more people too. Mm -hmm. yes. So it's uh, having that broad spectrum. As you said, you're teaching the same principles. You're just adapting how you're teaching to whom you're teaching it to exactly. for whom, for what their needs are. And I've, and I've had the opportunity to work with so many different types of businesses, different sizes, different um, types of businesses. The content's changed. Uh, so that allows me to really look at things to say kind of what typically what works and what doesn't work. Right. In any given situation and really get people on a good path forward. Right. Uh, unlike some folks out there, they create one course and then decide they can teach everybody else how to create a course. Mm. They have one great idea and one way that was successful. Yes. I have more than I can count with my a whole fanful, <laughs> yes, fanful, exactly, right? Exactly. And and that's the thing is that again, one size not one size fits all. We're all different people. We've all got different needs. Um, but it, it is important for the solo entrepreneur to be successful, as it is for the corporate to be successful, because that success always has a ripple effect, right? And that's what we're needing out there is that positive ripple effect of other people stepping in to you know becoming a higher level human being, which is going to be for all these people that are, that are the coaches that have been there who yes. learn, you know, know firsthand what worked for them and now have decided to put it together in a program that can serve you. So, but it's the putting it in, in a way that is, comes authentically across of who they are and why they're doing it and whom it's for, uh, what to put in it, how much to charge for it so that they can feel confident about selling it. Exactly. And that's really exactly. important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And remember folks, just like your website, you have to go in and tweak. You have to go in and, and change things up now and again. And also like things, social media, it isn't just about like and look at it once a month. It's about being interactive and building your your connections there because the people who will take your courses are people that you are interacting with. So how do you sell that as well? Do you cover that as well? How to sell a course? Yes, we do. We talk about that as well. There you go, folks. You've built the course. You've built it for your market. You've got the confidence uh, on how to do it now. And now she also shows you actually how to sell that course uh, to the right people for the right reason, for the right results. Mm -hmm. Right. So easy. How long is your course normally on that? Um, it, it varies. I work with people in different ways. I have a program that is a group program that's four months where I guide people through the process. If I coach people one-on-one, -on -one, it's also a four-month window. And the time that it takes you know, to get from start to finish, a lot of it is where does this fit into their priorities to mm -hmm. get the work done? Because I'm, I'm training them in terms of how to do it. And that's right. one way of coming at it. I will have my own online course that'll be coming out later this year it's in video editing now so it should be it should be done what's in. that going to be called it's going to be called under your brilliance uh -huh. <laughs> that, 
And, you know, so, we are all brilliant. We're just all brilliant waiting to be discovered. And so when you when you find out what your brilliance is, you'll generally find out it's not just one track. It's not just one linear. It is, there's a bundle there. And how do you put it together? So that brilliance yes. comes through. And, you know, I like the fact that also that you take your time. A lot of people think, well, I can do it over a weekend, this course, and then I know everything. If you really want to come across as that you've been doing this course for years, it's very much an extension of who you are. And these are the results. You need time to build that up because it isn't mm -hmm. just the steps. Now you do this, now you do that. There's a mindset behind it. And there's there's a whole reset that you have to go through in order to be able to do it authentically. So yeah, no quick fixes, folks. You've got to take the time for things to really root and solidify so that they're there to be your your support in everything that you do. So don't don't keep looking, you know, for the quick fixes that, uh, you know, you're seven figures in seven days. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> Not legally. <laughs> so again, Brundle Your Brilliance can be found on Amazon and you can reach her uh, site, Nancy Geary, G-I-E-R-E.com, Nancy at Nancy Geary. Uh, dot com LinkedIn and Facebook Nancy Geary reach out to her don't forget folks to share the show with other people that you know that are in business don't forget to have a conversation about it um, maybe it's even something you want to bundle together to take uh, something together because it can enhance all of you and be supportive I love collaborations you know uh, underneath that umbrella is is this handle you know, we could build a handle and everybody branch off, but you're under the one handle and so you could support one another. So, you know, there's so many ways that we can uh, approach this. But the first thing is get started, get mm -hmm. started and know what you need to put in a course, why you need to do it, whom it's going to serve and how can you do it with such ease that people feel very confident about you doing it. So those are the steps. So thank you so much for being with us here today, Nancy. Oh, my pleasure. Until next time, folks, remember the brilliance lies within you. All you have to do is let it out, but let it out in a way that it does have some structure so that it is grounded and allows you to fly. Until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.